Okay, this is Gang, and I am reviving Channel Study. <coughs> it, you, it was actually my, my course requirement for trauma therapy licensing. I had to make four uh, podcasts to submit. <laughs> but today I'm recording it officially um, just to share things I've learned as a person under investigation and person under monitoring. It is the 29th of March 2020. It's a Sunday. And then I will just read what I wrote. How to survive something you're not officially sure you have. This this comes from the fact that I have had multiple exposures to COVID-positive humans. <laughs> They're my friends, actually. I was multiply exposed to at least six people, two separately, one in my complex, three others from a dinner prior and a lunch. All of them have tested positive, so I was exposed to them. So I'm considered officially a person under investigation or a person under monitoring. But when I lined up for a test, there wasn't enough test kits, so I'm waitlisted. So it's fine. My No, it's not fine. <laughs> My doctor, lucky enough, I have a neighbor who's a doctor, is monitoring me and he advised me to just strictly quarantine myself and not worry about testing. Just... Um, well, in essence, and very kindly, so he just said, just write this out like a bad flu. Um, it's supposed to not make you relax and not make you panic either. So I wrote this. So I'm going to share. Number one, how to survive something you're not officially sure you have. You have to know yourself. What is your medical history? Do you have asthma? Did you have your infections as a kid, a pulmonary problem? Are you anemic? Do you have any history of bad numbers like your sugar, SGB, SGPT, your cholesterol, scoliosis, PMS, everything? What's your health history? It's good to be aware of your health history so you can monitor symptoms objectively, all caps, as you can. I say objectively because sometimes our paranoia gets the better of us, it gets the best of us, and our hypochondria gets the better of us. And so we really need to sit down and monitor, check your paranoia, because you, we, we will waste space in the hospital and in the emergency room if you go and, and it isn't non-COVID related just yet, unless it's really urgent. But do go if you feel a leap of difference in symptoms in my experience the first eight days it really felt different we've all had flus before and we've all had fevers but this one is different it's like an orchestration of many things your bones uh your stomach you can't finish a sentence really without getting winded like you run out of breath sitting down. <laughs> we usually run out of breath when we run up the stairs or etc. But 
this one you're just sitting mm-hmm. down and talking and you run out of breath that's mm-hmm. a leap of difference in symptoms and if that's the case please go to um, seek medical help if you can this is the best time to be courageously honest with yourself because your lies our lies we all lie at some point it, but our lies now about our medical history our travel history it can mean lives it has meant lives we've had our cardiologist my cardiologist dr hara um, treat a patient patient who didn't disclose travel history and we lost him okay so your lies our lies can mean our lives and other people's lives number two how to survive something you're not officially sure you have well number two is if probabilities are high that you have it but government number of kits make a possibility of a test low for you then let's just operate and act like we have it what does this mean and why number one it is smarter as stated in Pascal's wager, to assume that you are COVID positive because this makes you less, this makes you make less to almost no contact with other people. Why? Because you will strictly quarantine yourself. And this means way less contact with other humans. This makes even those with no symptoms and no idea if you made contact with anyone positive because we don't know know that for sure at this time i feel lucky that i was sure (laughs) that they were confirmed positive and they informed me and the doh informed me that i they were contact tracing and they found uh medical reports of a few people mentioning lunch with me dinner with me a meeting with me etc so but most of us will never be sure if we made contact with a positive it could be anyone someone you bought groceries from somebody who fixed the microphone of your conference i don't know it we're not sure uh i know that two filipino experts died of covid19 causes when they attended a conference in paris early this month march alan ortiz and dr eileen Barabia. No, I know her maiden name, San Pablo. And many sources. It could be someone they sat with, had lunch with in the buffet, or somebody who handed out the IDs and the folders. I say the possibilities because all these people I mentioned can actually be carriers of COVID. Uh, I'm sorry, of, of coronavirus, of the coronavirus, and not have symptoms and be perfectly fine no fever no nothing how they do that i don't know maybe their immune system is stronger uh it seems to me that that's where the studies are going you can be a carrier with zero symptoms because your immune system can handle it some don't and i hate to admit this my father-in-law will love that i admit this i think i'm badly hit because i smoke I haven't the last days if it's anything. This is also why I'm cranky and productive. I haven't had a cigarette. Anyway, don't have cigarettes, don't smoke, kids, don't even start. 
back to my focus how to survive something you're not officially sure you have well you see people with no symptoms have a false sense of separateness and invincibility actually um, some call it entitlement but I won't use that word I will use separateness para you're different and you're invincible and by that I mean um, you know, I'll just use an example of our senator. It's the Coco syndrome. Coco Pimentel is a senator of the Philippines, and he tested positive for COVID-19 for the coronavirus. And he, after being swabbed, he still went around because because after being swabbed, exposed to a positive, I, I think he assumed his separateness and he assumed his invincibility since he wasn't feeling anything so he still went around he went to the grocery he went to the hospital to accompany his um, expectant wife so it's not I don't think it's evil of Coco Pimentel I think it's just that we are so used to monumentally used to we we are not sick if we don't feel anything I think it's that but people with chronic illnesses like lupus anemia eczema psoriasis fibromyalgia multiple sclerosis or any people with chronic illnesses we know that we can be ill without outward symptoms so anyway let's go back to the coco syndrome the coco syndrome is i don't have that i don't have a fever so I'm okay. I can do the grocery. I can go around. So the people with Coco syndromes will keep physically moving around and spread cannot accurately do contact tracing yet, but someday we will have the advantage of hindsight and we will synthesize the death doll. Hopefully it's not too much and the spaces they moved around in prior to their death but then someday we can trace that but then people with coco syndrome will still physically move around and spread this mysterious coronavirus around it will not be mysterious for long i super have trust in our researchers microbiologists and biotechnologists and our doctors and epidemiologists and specialists infectious disease um, physicians I, I have trust in them that they will eventually have the capacity to figure out at least a pattern but for now we don't have that so we must all act like we have it and stay home next item how to survive something you're not officially sure you have if you are in the statistically normal range of physical health meaning you are not a cancer patient no chronic illness no grave pulmonary condition you don't need dialysis you're not going through chemo you just finish radiation you don't have um, chronic ailments that need you to regularly go for a procedure then be more petrified of giving it Meaning, if you're generally healthy, dapat mas takot ka about giving it to other people than getting it. Because if you're statistically normal and healthy, getting it is really manageable. It, it's horrid and uncomfortable. You will have diarrhea. You can have nausea, headaches, migraine level weakness of bones i know this because day eight was like that for me fever that doesn't seem to go away it's my 70th day with a fever now i haven't gone to normal 
camped since maybe the 11th of March and it's now the 28th. So we don't know. So if you're generally healthy and you're listening, be more afraid of giving it than getting it. Believe me. Alam mo yung dismissive na it's just like the flu. It can be, yeah. It can be. That's what I experienced. I feel it was just a very, very, very angry flu. In fact, if you know me, you know that I'm talking with way less energy than I usually do. That's because I still have a fever. But it's really low now, 38.2. That's really super manageable. But we since we have no set pattern yet on who gets it and why, it's clear how. By, by get it, I mean when it stays in affecta. But it's clear how we get it. It's really physical. Physical proximity, surface transfer, micro droplets. It's really through micro droplets. Because a virus, I don't know if you can picture it. I'm sure you've seen pictures of it. A virus is a, um, a cluster of protein wrapped in grease. I mean, similar to grease. So, which brings me to how? Washing of hands, absolutely yes, as often as you can. Every new contact if you can, but use a moisturizing soap if you can, but you don't get eczema or dry hands. But wash your hands. Yes, the virus is covered, it's a protein covered in grease. So soap and the properties of soap attach to the grease and the water will wash it off your surface, your body surface. So yes, soap I make my own handmade soap I have been making handmade soap for the past few years and I cannot stress this enough soap is the beginning of civilization believe me so trust soap any soap for now eventually you can go wilder with your soap choices anyway number two alcohol 70% they say sure but for, for surfaces, absolutely. Alcohol, yes. Don't now wipe it. Just spray the alcohol and let it evaporate naturally. Because you don't know where the rag came from that you'll wipe it with now. Unless it came from a sanitized room, then sure, go ahead, wipe the alcohol. But just spray. Sana you have a fine mist sprayer so that it just sits there and evaporates naturally. Uh, yes, for surfaces, alcohol, skin, skin, not so much, but it's the next best thing to soap. So still, yes, sanitizers, absolutely. Sanitizers have a smaller percentage of alcohol in it, but definitely designed to be antimicrobial. So go ahead, trust your hand sanitizer, whatever you find there. It's usually in gel form, so yay. Um... Don't go inside any baby delivery room of any hospital. <laughs> don't hang around hospital corridors. The virus doesn't care if you didn't cough. You know that the virus doesn't care, doesn't need you to cough. It will Google this eventually, yeah. But the virus kasi jumped, mutated, jumped from one species, possibly a bat not sure but possibly a bat which is a mammal that can fly and mutated into being capable of living in another species which is humans bats 
are the mammals that fly. They have a capacity to fly even there if they're mammals. So parang I think that's the strain that most microbiologists are studying. Don't mind this. It's just I'm rambling, but basta. A virus usually stays within their race. You know, they're kind of bigoted in their races. They stay put in collectives like mad cow disease. You know, they stayed with cows, swine flu, bird flu. It seems like the coronavirus is evolving smarter than its ancestors, <laughs> like SARS and MERS-CoV. But, well, Ebola is smart too because it moved. But humans, scientists found a way to curve it because we eventually figured out it came from meat. Bush meat, I think, if I read that right. Anyway. If you remember tuberculosis, TB, well, we found, by we I mean the Philippines, we found somehow a way to curb that. It persists, yes, TB still exists, but it isn't as mysterious as the coronavirus anymore. It's also, it's also your health precondition and your environment and physical contact that spreads tuberculosis. You know, we built the Kessel Institute, historically by the great architect Juan Nakpil. It's specifically surrounded by vast areas of trees to quarantine the hospital from the rest of the city. If you have time, Google the aerial view of Quezon Institute. You'll see what I mean. Quarantine talaga, meaning separate yourself physically from those who aren't affected just yet. So... I trust science as much as my mom trusts God. Maybe in the end, they're not so different. So, trust the doctors, please. The specialists, doctors, step up now. This is your time, time to shine. You always, this, it was always your time to shine. Um, that's why you're called doctors. And um, but doctors feel the burden now. I hear it. I interact with most of them. The director of the Philippine General Hospital is a friend. An ICU pulmonary specialist is a friend. I feel that they feel the burden now. But they also have, you know, eureka moments and say, oh, I studied that in microbiology. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is the time. You know, disaster preparedness is really crucial because I'm feeling that <laughs> I'm feeling that now. Like, oh, this is why we prepared a ready medic dispatch group five years ago because there might be a pandemic. And you know that uh, it's called ready medic dispatch, Remedy Philippines. We formed this to deliver uh, medicine and hospital equipment to far flung areas. We formed it in 2015 and it's being revived now. So, you know, build things that prepare you for. Things like these, even if they don't come. Hopefully they don't come, but this one did. So, it's okay, here we are. Now, trust mostly yourself. Your most honest self. This is not about you getting it. It's now about you not giving it. It's not about me getting it. I already think I got it. I just don't have the official papers to say I got it. So I'm like cohabiting with my virus, but we're not married yet. Something like that. <sighs> I'll repeat that. Trust yourself. This is not about you getting it. This is now about you not giving it. 
because some people are weaker than you. That's re- reality. Hierarchy. Darwin said it first, but it's reality. Some people are stronger than others. If you're strong, fuck, say thank you, carry on, and don't give it to anyone weak. <sighs> now, since this podcast, I forgot it's a podcast anyway. It's not today, it's official now. It used to be just my requirement for a trauma therapy licensing course. But anyway, let's make it official. It's called Project Steady. So allow me to shift from physical health to mental health. Okay? This virus is analogous to abuse, hate, neglect, oppression, and abandonment. If you went through it, but you're somehow still here, process this. Because it will take time. It will take time to process your ab- the abuse you went through, the hate, the neglect, the abandonment, parental issues, etc. This will take time. And it will be hard. But seek help if you need to. You have friends. You have a therapist. You have a, you know, people in your home. But in the end, it's not about you getting the abuse, hate, neglect, oppression, or abandonment. It's now about you not transmitting it your children or your spouse or to others this process of rethinking your trauma and recalibrating yourself takes time you know i think we were too busy before quarantine to look at our childhood traumas squarely oh we usually wait for a breakdown (laughs) usually wait for a breakdown to do that or we numb it with alcohol or we numb it with with drugs or a sleeping pill but now but we have time we're staying home so go explore your mind journal if you can write it down always helps trace memories that hurt you once a breakup a birthday someone forgot put them in context for example the birthday your your dad forgot recall it now and as a grown up see it as it was it will still hurt because for any kid everything is big if you're seven years old everything is big now as a grown-up see it as it was it will sting but it's not just a story it's not just a story it's no longer a phantom feeling of being unloved that influences you now and gives you know and triggers your temper and any sign of your beloved forgetting you we don't understand ourselves sometimes when we react so largely to little things. Hindi ka lang nasundu sa airport, parang inabandon ka na. Because that's the, that's the emotional memory eh, of you as a kid. It's, it's uh, going back to the, mem- to the birthday your dad forgot. <laughs> my dad forgot many birthdays. That's why it's my example. But it's okay. I forgive him now. Uh, go back to that memory. It's, it's just your dad who forgets things. You know, it's not, it's not a small deal, I know. But you can stop making, making it a monstrous, unknown trigger that grips you in your adult behavior if we are unreasonable and many of us are i have been i am stubborn and unreasonable it's usually because i forgot the reason where that unreasonableness came from baka it's from a hurt when you were young maybe 
Could it be that it came from when we were once hurt? Um, I'm just rambling. So my fever is a bit back, so I'm not doing much relief coordination for protective kits. Our, our, the teams we formed are led by people who are far more efficient than I am. So rely on them. Look for them on in the internet. It's, it's easy. Towns Foundation, T-O-W-N-S, the Outstanding Women in the Nation Service. Yeah, Towns Foundation, if you want to donate protective gear. Look for the Facebook page of Frontline Feeders Philippines, if you want to give food. There is a Rock Ed Carpool page, if you are a health worker and you need a ride. There is a Remedy, R-E-M-E-D-I-P-H-L page, so that's Ready Medic Dispatch has pages set up for those who have non-COVID related health needs. Maybe you need a ride to have your chemo or dialysis, etc. They follow strict guidelines of sanitation. Everybody, all the drivers are geared with protective, protective equipment. There are team leaders there. Just look for them. Okay, I'll run through it. For Downs Foundation, you can look for Isa Lorenzo or Sabrina Onkiko. For the feeders, for food, look for Rosario Juan, Candy, Get My Tan Bernardo. Look for them on the internet. It's easy to find them on Facebook. For Rock Ed Carpool, look for Edwin Soriano. Now, there are a lot of Edwin Sorianos, but look for Edwin S. Soriano. And his picture, he's in a green shirt. Remedy PHL, R-E-M-E-D-I-P-H-L. Look through I Can Serve if you're a breast cancer survivor. Hope for Lupus Foundation through USEC uh, M. Aglipay Villar of Justice. She's an Undersecretary of Justice. She can refer you to find a ride. Um, I've been forgetting messages lately. I think that's just fatigue. But these team leaders, they are amazing more efficient than anyone I've ever worked with. Um, there is also a Rocket Housing <coughs> group red, led by Gia Season, also a doctor. They try to match dormitories or unused apartment units close to hospitals for health workers. So, I'm just thinking this morning and I haven't, just thinking of things I haven't thought of before putting things together in my head you know I'm synthesizing loose thoughts into bigger collections of thought bigger clumps of thought I don't have a big picture yet I think you just get that minutes before you die so I don't think I'm dying because no bigger pictures arriving there's no light no tunnel no horsemen picking me up I have to figure out my afterlife belief after this but anyway I don't have a big picture all I know is that I went through about 11 days of a really, really, really unusual flu. I have a great support system. My home is equipped with soap. <laughs> I'm a soap maker. And we have everything we need, really. I'm one of the luckier ones. So let's help out those who don't have as much space as us or resources or connections or friends it might take a lifetime for us to see the bigger picture of COVID-19 I don't know all, all I know is that today that the first thing in my article 
that snort was my dog can you hear him anyway all i know is that how to survive something you're not officially sure of i go back to my first point which is know thyself really get to know yourself it will save you physically and mentally in the long run Socrates Socrates knew this all along so go back to visit revisit the classics if you have them in your house or Google them these people who wrote know thyself uh, physician heal thyself they survived pandemics most of us will survive this pandemic so that's true that's my dog snoring anyway <clears throat> i think i made this podcast because my body movement is restricted so my my mind is demanding to move in its place so now it's a good time to get to know yourself a bit more because i assure you it's the cure and that snoring dog <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's a good time to get to know yourself physically and mentally. I assure you, it will be the cure in the end. This is gang, and this has been Channel Steady. 30 minutes. <sighs> Podcast. Stay well and hydrated. That's it.